You're listening to episode 74 of GameSpot After Dark, aka the After Dark Awards Special. Let's get going. And welcome to episode 74 of GameSpot After Dark, the first episode of 2021. Hopefully it's a better year this year, but we'll uh, we'll find out, I guess. <laughs> but we're at, it's actually not 2021 yet for us. We're recording this on December 21st. We're trying to close off, tie up all those loose ends we can before we go on break. But anyway, joining me this week is Callie Plaggy. Hello. Jean-Luc Seipke. Hi. And Ben Janka. Howdy. Ben, you have a magnificent beard. It's looking good. It's gone out of control. Uh, I've been doing a a wild uh, test to just not shave it the whole time we've been locked away. I'm tired of it, but it's it's here and I'm living with it, I guess. But yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. This is the first time I've seen your face in a really long time. It has been a while. I'm happy to see all of you guys. It's... It's been a bit. It's been a while, yeah. but we're we're here. Well, we're if we didn't have a very specific goal, I guess, for today's episode, I would definitely title this episode Ben's Beard. Unfortunately, oh. <laughs> we have the GameSpot After Dark Awards to get through. How this works, I honestly couldn't tell you. We kind of came up with this last minute. <laughs> but the idea is, is that we've picked a bunch of categories with the help of our Discord community and we, we're going to go through these and give out GameSpot After Dark awards. Now, a couple things to remember. This is completely unofficial. We've already done our Game of the Year awards. Half-Life Alex is our Game of the Year. We have our top tens. We've done our best movies and TV shows and entertainment awards as well on the universe side. This is just for fun. The other thing to remember is that we're not going to sit here and deliberate what game wins each segment a lot. We're just th- This is more just so we can highlight a lot of these games games that may not fit your traditional game of the year categories or awards necessarily. I mean, it's kind of weird because GameSpot, we don't even really do categories. We just do best games on each platform rather than like best voice acting and stuff like that. So this will allow us to get into a little more nitty gritty, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing is that there's a lot of categories, so we might have to burn through some of these a bit quickly. (laughs) It's Um, understandable. But anyway... What do you think? Should we get started? Let's do, yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Callie, do you still want to be our announcer lady? Yes, I would love to. All right. Well, then take it away. For the award for best character creator, the nominees are Demon Souls, Cyberpunk 2077, Saints Row the Third Remastered, Immortals? I didn't play this one. <laughs> delete that. <laughs> and and Black Ops? Question mark. <laughs> I uh, we yeah we're gonna scrap Immortals because I don't think we played that one. I I played Immortals. It's pretty basic. That character creator. There's not much to it. it there's I, there's nah. Yeah. All right. I, it's not scrapped. I I will say. <laughs> I put Cyberpunk 2077 on here. Callie said she wasn't super impressed with it. And I don't think it should be the best character creator, but I did appreciate the fact that I finished Cyberpunk's character creator in like 15 minutes. If that, I figured I'd be in there for two hours. 
and it just got me right into the game. So I thought that was kind of nice. And it wasn't mm-hmm. like, it didn't go super in depth. Like how wide do you want the bridge of your nose to be? And that kind of stuff, I just like slide a bunch and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's good. And move on. Nah, so I that's why I respect like a, it. An hour in it, I think. Oh, like, damn. Going really? through it. Well, like uh, Georgia, my girlfriend's like loves character creators. So it's like every time there's a character creator, she's like, hand me the controller. We're doing mm-hmm. this. And so it was like an hour of like comparing noses. We took notes like, OK, we like nose 17 and six. And now let's compare them with mouths seven and two. Um, well, my argument falls flat then. <laughs> <laughs> but I also don't like cyberpunk's character well i not i don't like it i found it disappointing i put saints row the three remastered in here because that game is 10 years old and it still has a better character creator than cyberpunk in my it's opinion it's got a good character Dang. it is amazing uh because that game lets you pick your body size uh you can you can like it it, it has a level of, of of body customization i think cyberpunk lacks also cyberpunk's colors are terrible there's like <laughs> but the hair is good though the hair's yeah, the hair good, good, but then the hair I, color options, they're all gradients. There's no like solid black. Like the black in that game is like a black green. There's no pure black. It's like infuriating. Like I know they're <laughs> going to add more to that game. Add more color com- uh, combos. Please. I think they got a long list of things to do first. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I did like I wanted to talk about cyberpunk because I think there's definitely things to shout out about the character creator. Um, Ash Parrish at Kotaku did a review of the character creator where um, she highlighted the uh, hairstyle options. So I think mm. the actual hairstyles themselves, um, Ash called it like the best cornrows in any game. Um, so there's like definitely some bright spots to that character creator. I think, yeah, the body stuff um I understand why there's only one body type because I think there's a lot of moving parts in cyberpunk, but that's uh, a little disappointing. I think like the um, flexibility with how you create your character is disappointing. And I, I, I do think like there's some issues with um, gender um, and gender non-conforming and being gender non-conforming mm. because I mean, for multiple reasons, but I also think like, Cyberpunk 2077 has gender locked options. Not even Animal Crossing does that. So I just wanted to say that. But I left Black Ops on here. John Luke wrote, <laughs> be non binary for Ronald Reagan, which <laughs> is funny. But I also think, like, shout out to Black Ops for letting you be non binary. The only, the extent of that is that characters will call you by the correct pronouns. Um, Ronald Reagan actually doesn't refer to your character at all, I think. So he doesn't. Yeah. Ronald Reagan doesn't respect uh, the queers anyway. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's one fine. of those things where it's like it's compared to other games. It's maybe like there's not actually much to it, but it's like for a Call well, of Duty game. But, it's pretty interesting. But that it they is interesting because you can that. pick in that character creator. You can pick like um, like, first of all, I think it's really cool just for a first-person game that, like, you can pick your skin tone because you'll see your hands, mm-hmm. um, yes. which I think is just, like, not super, like, maybe quote-unquote important, but I think is a nice gesture. And then um, I think it's really cool you can pick, like, characteristics for your character at the beginning of that game um, that affect, like, how you play. So you get to pick mm-hmm. two characteristics, like, professional or, like... I forget the names of them, but it's like unhinged or whatever. And yeah, they're be basically like, like survivors. Yeah, yeah. Oh. just like little perks where it's like, oh, I, I, my bullets have FMJ basically. Or like I picked the one I always go with gung ho in Call of Duty. So I was like, yeah, I want to be able to reload while I'm running because I don't know how to not do that. Um, so shout out to Black Ops for those simple <laughs> options. 
Uh, no, I, I agree. I like that stuff. For me, though, the true winner here is Demon Souls because you can make that Kanye West faith build and it looks really good. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that game's character creator is real good. Yep. Uh, or or you can make PP men as uh, as Griffin <laughs> a and a PP person <laughs> as Griffin <laughs> and uh, Justin oh. did in Monster Factory, which was pretty good. That's very good at yeah. Monster Factory. Ben, how about you? Which one of these stands out? So I think I've actually been like directly quoted at some point saying, man, I can't believe a Souls game came out with a better character creator than a giant RPG. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> Demon Souls definitely outdoes Cyberpunk for me. Uh, but I'm I'm always going to go to Saints Row because I can make literally whatever I want in it. Mm-hmm. And it's really neat. And beyond that, you've got all the different clothes customization options too that you can see down the road. Unlockables even. I, I just like making characters in Saints Row a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I am, I think. Also, Saints Row does actually acknowledge uh, if your character is uh, trans. Oh. There you go. It's, it's it's not as maybe overt as you'd want it to be, but the game, because, not to get too far into it, but in the original game, you could only play a, a guy. There was no mm-hmm. female option, and then they added a female option in two, but they canonically make it like, oh, your character had a sex change. Oh. Um, like, in surgery. So, like, they, they actually thought? acknowledge Saints Row, that. the most woke game of... <laughs> Well, I wonder, yeah, I haven't played it myself. I'd be curious to hear people's thoughts on how that works. But yeah, at least like Cyberpunk doesn't acknowledge any of those things, right. which feels a little weird for sure. So Demon's Souls or Saints Row the Third? I, I mean, I put it in Saints Row, but it's like, it should be Demon's Souls. Like, I, can, I can give it to Demon's <laughs> Souls. Let's give it to I Demon's Souls. Demon yeah. Souls. Yeah. Also like, person. To, there you go. to like Saints Row, it's like, I like the amount of options, but like, visually that game hasn't aged the best like demon souls looks so good and i think as far as like a next gen Mm -hmm. character creator it's like wow you can make some really amazing or horrifying uh characters in this game (laughs) all right next one we have is best music this one's a little weird because it's not really best original soundtrack or best licensed music it's just like i put best music in there and i just let people throw in tracks that they liked from this year uh, or just entire full-length soundtracks. Uh, as So our nominees are, Callie. The nominees for Best Music are Final Fantasy VII Remake, Cyberpunk 2077, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, The Last of Us Part 2, Yakuza Like a Dragon, that one combat song with the Strider in Half-Life Alex. <laughs> Animal Crossing New Horizons. Hades. This is the longest category. Yeah. Virgil's theme from DMC5. <laughs> uh, what does SP stand for? Special, special edition. edition. Why is it SP? Oh, uh, SP is just special. Sorry. Oh. I guess I should have put I was like special, <laughs> special package. <laughs> special edition. Nailed it. Virgil's special package. And uh, finally, the 11th hour edition, Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> I was just thinking about music a lot, and I was like, man, this should probably be there. I saw ben ben, uh, ben added that as Callie was reading. <laughs> I tried to do it before she got too close to the end of the list, but it's it's there, I guess. Yeah. I don't even know how to start this. Neither uh, do I. I will say ones that I am okay with kind of eliminating. I really like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 soundtrack, but I don't. Like, I haven't listened to that since, and I don't know if I will again. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, there's a couple songs I really like on that soundtrack, but I don't think it really... I, I think Tony Hawk, I agree with you on Tony Hawk. I would say it, like, deserves a shout-out for, like, 
the fact that they did get most of those licensed songs that people have a lot of nostalgia for in there. Like that's yeah, the one I like is Superman. <laughs> such a hit or miss thing when it comes to like remakes and like bringing in old tracks, like, or, you know, you always hear stuff about like how ah, GTA had to patch out this one song, like that kind of thing. Like, so I guess just shout out to them for like able to get all that stuff. Like, uh, even though, yeah, I agree. I, I haven't necessarily listened to it all that much. Yeah, not only that, game. too, but they did add a bunch of new tracks that su- that fit surprisingly mm-hmm. well. Like, I mm-hmm. remember playing through that and being like, yeah, I remember this in the original. And then I looked it up and I was like, no, this song came out in 2017. There's no way it was in the original. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know where to go from there. Uh, you, you put Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk's weird to me because it's there's like two different soundtracks. There's like the like proper like game score and then there's like the original like songs that they had people make mm-hmm. that like play in the radio. Uh, and I would say for me, the, I really like the original soundtrack. Like I think Same. like V's yeah. theme and mm-hmm. like Johnny's theme, V's theme is the theme that plays on the main menu. If you let that menu sit long enough, it's like, Oh, it's banger. Absolute banger. Um, the, the radio stuff is like, I love that they made custom songs to like fit for night city super hit or miss for me yeah, some of them are really good yeah, yeah. and some of them i'm like nah <laughs> this is <laughs> the, bad <laughs> the one i linked though has been in my head for weeks and i think it's very good and that that song that is, one's good they, there's even a run the jewels song in there that i really like but i still think that song i linked is the best track i've heard on the radio so far but yeah i think you're right i think the thing that really shines is the original soundtrack or the original score um, but even then, I don't know if I would call that my favorite soundtrack. No, of the year. it's just got a couple like really good standout ones. Ooh, ooh! Can I add one more? The Black Ops Cold War menu music. It's dope. Ooh. Oh yeah, it's actually pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, like that's that. pretty good. Okay. <laughs> um, I I think we could probably eliminate Animal Crossing. Like I I really like Animal Crossing music, but I feel like it's a known quantity. Five p.m. theme slaps though. Yeah, but the yeah, 2 p.m. theme is Garbo. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard, uh, Georgia was telling me about it, the 3 a.m. theme? Yeah. Where it's just like... It's like, go to bed. <laughs> yeah, it's like the game knows like you are <laughs> delirious and decides to just join you. That's, that's when all the, the weird stuff happens with the aliens and all that on TV, though. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> true, yeah. I just imagine yeah. like a bunch of offbeat and like like out of tune instruments playing like (laughs) basically that it's it's wild you should go listen to that yeah um i put hades on this list because i think the like the music that plays when you start a run is so like it really pumps you up and then like the battle music with different against the different like bosses um is really strong it's just like it's a good like kind of like rock soundtrack that doesn't um come across as like too edgy or like we're trying to be too cool and metal. Like it's just like a good rock soundtrack. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. No doom eternal on this list. A doom, Eternal's, doom eternal soundtrack didn't speak out yeah. to me the way 2016's did. Like they're like 2016. I'll still listen to a couple tracks. I'm like, ah, oh, spider mastermind or, you know, like BFG division and like doom eternal. I like that game quite a bit, but nothing about the soundtrack really stuck out to me or the ones that did hit me were like remixes of 2016 songs. Yes. Yeah. I was, was going to say, it says a lot about doom eternal soundtrack for me when the standout soundtrack moment was pulling a song from 2016. Into <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's a little, 
well, disappointing. You know, well, Ben, you added Final Fantasy fourteen here last minute. Let's hear oh, it. Uh, it's uh, it's got fun. a lot of really good themes that they added, especially this year, and a lot of the the patches with uh, closing out the the main story for Shadowbringers. That not as bad as like the ending credits theme for Near, but uh, I can't listen to a lot of that soundtrack without tearing up. They're very very good songs. They not only slap, but they're emotionally charged, Ooh. and that's what I look for in my favorite type of music. Well, speaking of 14, then we also have Final Fantasy VII Remake here, which might be my favorite. Um, oh, wall-to-wall bangers for really sure. Good. Yeah, the music in that game is really good. It's Either that or Last of Us Part Two, I think, are, are the ones for me. But even Last of Us Part Two soundtrack doesn't hit as well as the original. Yeah, yeah I, would I would agree. I will say I really did like the songs they pulled because there's a Pearl Jam song in there, which, of course, <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I'm a fan of, but also it introduced me to Crooked Still, which is an excellent group that I've been listening to quite often. Um, and, and, and I just thought that music choice was really good. So, yeah, I don't know. What are we going to call this one? It really seems like Final Fantasy VII Remake is like the runaway winner on well, this one. Well, oh, I yeah. want to give a couple oh. quickly, a couple shout outs to. Well, one, I want to say the Yakuza Like a Dragon soundtrack is fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, there's a lot of variety to it, too. Like, the battle we'll have music like, like the battle head. music's great but then you'll go to like a boss theme that has just like straight up dubstep in it and you're like yeah. what is happening and then there's one track that a uh, people in the comments youtube comments say is apparently just like a remix of like the dragon quest 5 battle theme or something oh, oh really that's what people in the comments were claiming and i was like that sounds crazy and awesome so, so i there's like the old old style song for when you fight some certain fights but yeah, yeah like there's that soundtrack has a, a ton of variety to it that mm. I think is super cool. Um, we forgot Persona 5 Royal. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah. The new music in Persona 5 Royal is real the good. The new battle theme is so good. The battle theme is, I I think I like that battle theme better than the All right. I'll add, I'll add Persona 5 Royal here, but we got to make a call. Okay. Also, I just want to say Virgil's theme from like, DMC5 is amazing. It's, a good, it's so it's good. It's very good. It's very, I don't know if you guys good. have heard it. It's, it's, uh, bury the light. It's, like it just sends you back to that like 2000s middle school like edgy the lincoln park yeah nonsense and it's so so good like i love it and and it that that game does the thing where like um the music's all dynamic uh, like so it like kicks into different parts of the song as you get a better score so when you get like your s rank that's when like the the chorus kicks in and you're like Ooh. yeah you're like really feeling it and I love, uh, I love that shit. It's so good. It's also a very good representation of that character. Yes. Uh, a lot of thought probably went into uh, that. Matt, Matt uh, Espinelli in our group chat wrote up like a whole, like multiple paragraphs about how that yeah. game is like a good representation of Virgil's like backstory that I thought was like so good. <laughs> that boy loves music too. He'll write, he'll write like a, an essay about music, like just yeah. in our DMs. Should get him to review soundtracks. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, okay. How, what are we feeling? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm good with. I'm still feeling. Go ahead, Ben. I was just saying, I'm still feeling Final Fantasy VII Remake. If, you're, if I was to say overall soundtrack, that's probably what I'd go for. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Let's I'm, just do I'm that. good with that. Yeah, right. why not? Go on. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake. Congrats, Real Square Enix. Real unofficial. We didn't even you, talk you about Valhalla on this list. I don't know who put it on here. We, I did we a little bit. Valhalla. Oh, we yeah, did. I okay. said there's there's a couple tracks that I really like, um, but yeah. 
the only track I can remember in Assassin's Creed games now is just the Ezio's Ezio theme, theme from two because they just put it in every game oh, now. from Soul Calibur. Ezio's theme, <laughs> <Yeah>. my favorite. <laughs> uh, Callie, take it away. The next category is best confidant from Persona Five Royal. The nominees are Sojiro Sakura, Hifumi Togo, Doctor Maruki. And Tornosuke Yoshida, aka Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah, I I threw this in there. I don't know what we're really judging this on, whether or not they're useful in the grand scheme of the game in terms of abilities you unlock, or if you just like them. Uh, <laughs> uh I mean, for me, I, I, I it's weird because it's like I guess like Maruki was the one that stood out to me because he's one of like the new ones. Yeah, uh, Maruki, but he's really good. he's one of the cases where it's like you just are like a little like, okay, they're putting in these extra confidants to fill out the game. Like, I feel like people have talked about this before where it, like you're a little hesitant of like, okay, but then like it ends up his confidant, I feel like ends up adding feels very like important to the story and what they add. Um, so it's more like, I guess shouts out for them, like doing that so well in a way where like, I, I, I kind of wasn't expecting him to be uh, so important. Yeah, good. Uh, he, he, he good. Wow, I can't talk. He gives good bonuses. He gives good bonuses. Hifumi is like the first thing you unlock with her is like getting to switch out a character mid battle, like as a party member mid battle, which is super super good. But also, I love No Good Tora because he believes in his beliefs. <laughs> yep. And Love the award it. goes to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> they're all the best. I, I'm cool with that. They're all they're all the yeah. best. All right. Except except Yusuke. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Yusuke. Wait, actually, can that be the winner? Everyone but Yusuke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the winner. Everyone but Yusuke. Cool. All right, next that's up. It. Nailed it. Best celebrity in a game. The nominees are Keanu Reeves, Cyberpunk 2077. Norman Reedus, Death Stranding. I see we didn't abide by the... Wait, this is not 2020 at all. <laughs> Kit Harrington, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Sean Bean, Oblivion. Sean Bean, Hitman 2. Yeah. Gary Oldman, World at War and Black Ops. Miracle Johnson, Yakuza 0. Ariana Grande, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius? Sure. And... Keith's David's Saints Row. <laughs> okay, I get well, more confused the longer this list goes well, on. First off, you can cut Mir- uh, Miracle Johnson from Yakuza Zero because that's not a, a real person. It's real in our hearts. It's real in our real hearts. In our lives. I feel like we just give it to Keanu and. Yeah. Can I just say, uh, I, Kit, Kit Harrington, I actually thought was terrible in Infinite Warfare. Personally, <laughs> I thought he was like really miscast in that game and like didn't bring anything to the table. I feel like um, whenever they get a celebrity in a Call of Duty game, it's usually kind of well. The the, the best celebrity they've ever gotten is Kevin Spacey in Advanced Warfare, but Kevin Spacey's canceled, yeah, so like he doesn't deserve any awards. Uh, Keanu Reeves, it is. Keanu I don't know Reeves. Sean Bean in Oblivion though, or cool. Hitman too. Or Hitman Keith too. David played two characters in the same franchise. That's nuts. He played, yeah, he did. One of them being himself. Yeah. <laughs> Burt Reynolds is also in Saints Row, which is Burt pretty Reynolds crazy is too. too. As Burt Reynolds. Uh, oh, did we? What about Jack Black? Oh yeah. Uh, in, um, 
Tony Hawk. Well, he's in Tony Hawk this year. And Tony Wait, Hawk. Can yeah. Jack. No one told me Jack. He's an unlockable Jack character Jack. in Tony Hawk. Uh, That's what? actually we should actually add that because that came yeah. out this year. Just <laughs> last minute, definitely put it in. <laughs> he plays Officer Dick, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A last second submission taking the show. You You'll guys, I might actually play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. It's worth. Is it, it able? Are you able to? Because he's really hard to unlock, right? Can you just like use a cheat code or anything to get? I him hope up? they have cheat codes. I yeah. Grew up at the time, the, the peak of skateboarding. So maybe I'll figure it out. <laughs> hey, all you got to do is just get it on PC and then download like a save file, and you're set to go. There you you go. don't do anything. Yeah, Easy. Just download. So Jack Black, it is then. Yeah, take, take <laughs> all the viruses. <laughs> Surprising twist. <laughs> Jack Black, best celebrity in a game. Let's Sorry, go. Keanu. <laughs> Sorry, Keanu. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. All Are right. we going to do this one? Maybe two spoilers? We'll just have to avoid spoilers. But I think, as is, there's nothing spoilery just by reading I them I think out. it's okay, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Favorite moment. The nominees are Storm King Fight, Demon Souls, Museum Trip, The Last of Us Part 2, Wall Market, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Jeff, Half-Life Alex. I don't know what that means. (laughs) First Death, Phasmophobia. The Ending, Maneater. Karaoke in Yakuza 7. And Leaving the First, Final Fantasy XIV. Just tell, I did all the Ziv stuff. (laughs) Ben, Ben, you you beat Maneater, right? Oh, I hundred percent did. Did the, did the ending of that game also like blow you away the way it blew me away? Like, yeah, uh, that game's got some real shark, like po- or shark. It's got some real shark political commentary in it. <laughs> like, I messed that up, and I'm like, no, that's a good one. I'm gonna keep it. Uh, <laughs> that whole game is wild. It's maybe yeah. my favorite. Like, it strikes a perfect balance of being like social commentary, but also like, hey, this is a dumb game where you're a killer shark that eats people <laughs> uh, it, it was actually on my personal top 10 like i i loved it that much uh, uh i need to play the, it and the ending of that game is just like so abrupt and insane and um it's just capped off by uh, chris parnell who's like the narrator of that game who's like doing his like like wildlife doc uh type like it's like wildlife yeah. slash like like um I don't know, like a Duck Dynasty kind of like thing. Yeah. It's like, it's so weird. And that, that game's ending is just out of nowhere and like weirdly sad and dramatic for just how dumb that game is. I don't know. I still think about that game's ending. It's weird. It's pretty short, right? Isn't it like eight hours or something? It's yes. I beat that game in like seven hours. I didn't 100% okay. it. Like I just played it until I felt like I was good and beat it. And I, I had a great time with that game. Anyway, um, well, um, I put I put the Storm King fight in Demon Souls because that like absolutely blew me away. Uh, I I don't I didn't really know what I was expecting having not played the original Demon Souls, but when I walked into that fight and saw that thing fly over me, and like when you get that weapon too, mm-hmm. having played Dark Souls three, <laughs> you had a reverse. It's, it's, I got it reverse, but seeing that was like. Holy shit, I get it now. And I then, get why that moment happened in three. Yeah, <laughs> and then like actually fighting the thing I thought was really satisfying. I thought it was a way more satis- satisfying fight than Yorm the Giant, I think, in Dark totally, Souls 3. Yes. Like they did a much better job of using that 
Uh, I kind of spoiled the weapon, but y- you know, but yeah. I, I don't know. I, I really liked uh, that fight in particular, and especially with like 3D audio and I, I 100% rumble agree. and stuff. It's so it, cool. I think the stuff like Bluepoint added like visually just like, because it's mechanically the same fight, but like the storms and like the, the visual effects happening in the background. Torrential like, rain. Like enhance that that fight and and really make it something special in a way that it was like, it it was it was special when it first came out, but it feels like even better. Um, I didn't put this one, but I think Jake did. But this is probably my favorite is the museum trip in The Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. That sequence is so special. Like mm-hmm. it's one of the more like um positive scenes in the game. And even then, like there's some there's darkness to it. Um, but I had way too much fun uh going through the museum and looking at all the dinosaurs. Putting hats um, on dinosaurs. And putting hats on dinosaurs. I missed the hat. I, I, I had. I feel bad. I didn't get the full hat experience when I when I did that level. <laughs> it it does. It just. It really spoke to me because like, it's the kinds of interactions I would probably have with my own dad at a, a museum. Because uh, my dad was always trying to foster like a love of science in me and like space and stuff. So there's like just a lot of good. I thought this um, category was going to be cut, so I didn't add any. <laughs> <laughs> But well, we can do, come back around to you if there's one that comes to you that you want to yeah, add. Yeah, I well, I did. Um, there's like some stuff in Hades. I actually, I just want to shout it out. I don't. I'm not going to do it justice. It's not even. It's not really a spoiler. I don't think it's a spoiler at all. Um, but there's one exchange in Hades that blew me away with how um, horny it was. Uh, there's a point where you can interact with um, Meg's sister. And she says something about like making Zagreus scream. And he's like, oh, I'm sure I, I would have thought Meg would have told you all about what that was like by now. And I was like, wow. <laughs> and Dang. I, I uh, used the switches 30 second recording function <laughs> to record it for myself because <laughs> I had to reference <laughs> because I was just like, oh, my God. Um, so that one also. <laughs> Yeah, I realized I didn't put That's anything. <laughs> ben, you put karaoke from Yakuza Seven. There is so many I moments did. in Yakuza so, Seven. I I think I think karaoke specifically for me because one of the weird things when you first see Yakuza and hear about it is that there's a karaoke mini game and you think that's silly, and then you go and do it and then you mess around with it more and you get to the songs where you can't sing because Kiryu or the protagonist <laughs> only can do backup for it. So it'll just take you to this picture of a lone man sitting in a karaoke room by himself, like banging a tambourine and yelling just random things. And to have that experience be flipped because now you have party members and not only are you actually cheering on people who are singing themselves, but to have other people finally cheer you on when you sing was really nice the the english the english in particular when you do uh passionate karaoke uh when when you when you do bakamitai for nanba like he'll be just like singing and then all of a sudden uh ichiban in the background will just be like you're killing it man it's just like yell that and it's the funniest fucking thing to me it's so good i uh i love it i love it i love his passion i want ichiban to do karaoke with me because I would maybe sing. actually want to sing because he's just like, hey, man, you got this. Uh, OK, one here that I added that uh, I thought was I, 
I, I put first death in phasmophobia, but I don't know if it's the, actually the death that I thought was so exciting, but I think it was just the experience of phasmophobia once it clicks. And mm-hmm. when you do lose someone or like you and your team are like, okay, we got to leave. And then the door slams shut and the light starts flickering and you just know you're like, all right, someone's fucked. Who's it going to be? <laughs> and people like, like, push people out of the way to get in the closet and hide in the closet and stuff. Oh, and just, yeah. Just God. that whole every man rush for himself. of emotion <laughs> that happens right when the door slams and the lights go out and it's like, oh! uh, <laughs> when we first played, I think like Tamor died and we all like opened up the door and Tamor's body was just stuck in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like the funniest. Or alternatively, like, oh my God. Learning that if you look up in the air, your character's back bends. And then they can walk around with like a broken back. That's a pretty good moment too. That might be up there for me. The whole game. Yeah, I wrote about phasmophobia for my editor's choice this year because like the my favorite moment is very similar to what Jake was describing, where like we were like, okay, let's go back to the truck. And then everybody was out of the house but me. And then the door locked. And then I saw a little baby ghost walking at me. And I'm pretty sure we were playing with um like in-game chat rather than discord chat that's the best way because it cuts out play because when you die people can't hear you and but you couldn't hear me through like i didn't want to make any noise like because the ghost was right outside i was in a closet hiding like and i could hear all the boys pounding on the door like callie are you alive i I remember watching the screen and it's like you can like see the baby like moving around and we're all like callie get out of there (laughs) callie stay in the closet and i was like i can't tell them i'm still alive and like they weren't sure you guys weren't sure if i was alive or not and then there was a time where we were playing with peter and i did die and then peter's like a couple minutes later peter's voice came through and he was like callie we miss you and i couldn't reply because i was dead and i was like "Ah, that game is great yeah that game's really good i'm super excited to see what they do to that game i hope they keep a little bit of the jank though because i kind of like it it's charming yeah yeah it, is, it, it enhances mm-hmm. the fun you can do like you can run at your friends like in the exorcist like like where she runs down the stairs with a backbend because of yeah. how the character models look uh another standout one here that i think jean luc you added this is jeff in half-life yeah. alex that one's really good that, that really one is good. probably easy to spoil though yeah, there's like multiple moments in Half-Life and I was like, what's the one that's like the, cause it's like, there's also the ending is like um, a crazy moment. Jeff is basically like a level in that game and it's like, I don't know, I don't want to like spoil it too much, but like mechanically that level is just like so cool and it's like, that's the like, that's the standout like sequence in that game as far as like showing like VR and like how absolutely terrifying it can be um Mm -hmm. with that level like it's without going to i I still don't want to spoil it because i still want people to experience that game uh for the first time that that part's really cool yeah uh i also just because i think it's the last time i swear i'll bring up final fantasy 14 but (laughs) go crazy keep going the 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 end of of the Shadowbringer storyline when you finally leave the the first uh, left a very big impression on me, and it's still wild to me that a game that is an MMO has a story that's as good as that does. Mm-hmm. Like the whole expansion is just a giant mm-hmm. beach episode away from the actual like main plot that has a lot of things that tie back to it later on, but it it was just 
I, I felt the emotion and the weight of everything that was happening and finally like having all the stuff build up to the one point where you finally get to go back to your original world was really nice. And I like that game a lot. Please play 14. <laughs> I'm excited for 16 just because I know it's the similar team, right? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm curious to get that, I don't know, storytelling experience without having to play 14. That is kind of putting totally the cart fair, before yeah. the horse a little bit or the horse before the cart before. <laughs> you know what yes, I'm trying to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I'm really excited for 16. Um, anyway, that being said, we got to make a decision here. Oh, Did man. no one talk we about We haven't talked Wall about Wall Market and Final oh, Fantasy Yeah, that's just like the, the, the whole section of Final Fantasy it was brilliant. It's like really good. Like it's, it's maybe my favorite section because it's got the most like levity and charm to it. Like you're wandering around this like kind of like Kabuki Cho style like district and, and they introduce all these like really fun characters. Um, the whole like arena fight, like the announcers in the arena are like hamming it up and you, you fight a literal house in that game. Uh, and then they capital off with um, cloud doing like his, his dance sequence. Yeah, the honeybee in bit. Is the, the, honey, the honeybee in perfect. Uh, ah. Like that was the moment where I like truly fell in love with that game. Uh, so that moment uh, really, really stands out for me. Yeah. I also like how they took the wall market theme and then rearranged it like seven different. Ways oh yeah. Like it changes standing. depending where you're standing. It's, it's yeah. really cool. It's real good. Um, I mean, if I had to pick one, I, the museum trip one is a really good one to maybe go with. I don't know. That one stands out. Yeah. The museum trip is really excellent, but I agree. Horny. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, can't deny is... that. It's a very good argument. <laughs> you this definitely sold really me tough. on it. I didn't even explain it well, so I'm glad. <laughs> uh, no, I I would say the museum trip is just like a really special part of The Last of Us Part Two, um, and something that I still like think about in a game that like is hard to think about. So I don't. Um, think about it very often if that makes sense <laughs> okay so are we doing museum trip sure yes all right Jean-Luc is adding a category yes, we'll come we'll back to this, this one later <laughs> uh most wholesome oh no Callie go ahead oh um this is actually Jean-Luc's category should go right after this one i think that'd be funny so this is a category we asked our um discord members to nominate some categories and some games in those categories so this is from just a box on discord most wholesome game the nominees are animal crossing new horizons spirit fair and bug snacks sort of (laughs) (laughs) i I added sort of because Get to the end of, turn. If you get to the end it's of Bug dark. Snacks, yeah. that game takes a weird turn. Say, I, yeah, I, I haven't really played much of Bug Snacks, but you I can already play. tell right from the first thing you do that there's something not right going on. Uh, I think yeah. I love I just love that they commit to it because you're like, yeah, something weird's going on. Like they really commit to that weirdness at the end of that. game. Thank goodness. I love that ended up in my personal top 10. Uh, I love that game. I really am excited to play Bug Snacks this break. It's um, really good. It's really it's just like I flew through it. Like there's something about uh, like mechanically. It's so satisfying, like catching the different bug snacks and like figuring out like it, it, it 
hits that same like kind of Pokemon, like Animal Crossing part of your brain where you're just like, I just want to keep playing this and like collect all the bug snacks. Uh, Jake is adding Yakuza 7. Yeah, that, yeah. Game's, that game's pretty darn wholesome. It's that very is. wholesome. I oh, think man. we should give it to Yakuza 7. <laughs> should we? Should we give it to Yakuza 7? Move let's, on? Let's do it. The power of friendship. It's there. It's all important. Right. And now. And now for John Luke's 11th hour category. Horniest game or character we're most thirsty for. So is it a ga- the game that's horny or the game that we're horny about? <laughs> that's a, Either yeah. way, that's a good question. <laughs> the nominees are Hades. And that's it. <laughs> so I think we're going to need to slow down and talk this one out. I'm not sure what we're going to do. Well, I think we should just really quickly talk about um, the best characters in Hades. Obviously, Zagreus. Zagreus is good. Um, there are a lot of people. Zagman. On these Zagman, there are a lot of people on the internet who are doing a um, Sans Undertale with Hypnos. Um, people are really horny for Hypnos. I personally don't get it. Whatever floats your boat. Um, yeah, I don't get that one either. I would say Megara. Mm-hmm. Which confused me because, you know, in the movie Hercules, they pronounce it Megara. Hmm. Um, you know, the Disney movie, which but the Disney movie Hercules has a lot of issues because Hercules is the Roman name for Heracles. So but but Megara is Greek, not Roman. So there's some inconsistencies. At Disney. Um, so I keep calling drag her Megara. They better, a, they better drag reboot them. It. Make a live action Hercules movie so <laughs> they can fix this. Um <laughs> I really like Nyx. I like her design a lot. Nyx's design is really cool. I like Artemis a lot. Aphrodite is too obvious. Uh, Achilles. Achilles is good. Achilles is is very... I like his emo. I like Eurydice. I haven't played enough Hades to make an informed decision on this, so I'm going to leave it to you guys. <laughs> I like Electo, too. Well... You know, that was just an excuse to talk about Hades. I think so. That's really I was gonna, funny. I was gonna be like, what? Maybe there, maybe there's a possible addition to that. Go, go, go for it. Add it, please. What if you put Smash Brothers in for shirtless Sephiroth? <gasps> oh, because oh, he is. That's the first time he's ever been represented with nipples in any canon uh, <laughs> thing he's been in. That's really? a fun fact for you. Yeah, yeah. He's been nippleless so n- until Smash Brothers. <laughs> That's. Wild. Can we also nominate Zelda with the silhouette of her fat ass? In Dang! <laughs> Have you seen that? Have you seen like in the the like um you get the silhouette of her under her dress? She has like this bubble butt. It's dangerous. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It, I Jake was joking that they took Snake and Zero Suit <gasps> Samus's asses and gave them all to Zelda. <laughs> That's where they're hiding it. No. Oh. Um, Oh, I found the picture. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And uh, finally, I think we got to we got to get Judy Alvarez in here as well. Yep. Yep. Judy. Sure. Mm -hmm. Waifu Judy. Yeah. Um, Judy here. (laughs) And uh, that's that's the category. I think that's the category. I I think we got to We got to give it to Hades. Yeah, I feel like it's got to go to Hades. It's got to go to Hades for sure. Definitely. Right. 
should we uh should we try to do a a uh proverbial cold shower and switch categories <laughs> oh wait one more thing the most wholesome game was from just a box on discord that, these are some of our you did say that, that? Well, okay, but I do want to say that we're getting into our ta- our uh, categories that our Discord, uh, uh, our Discord folks submitted to us. So yeah. a lot of these aren't ones that we came up with. Going, yeah, I'll forward. make sure to say which categories are. All right, from the Discord. The next category is from Jeremy on Discord. This is best social game. Or I think Jeremy described this as like the best game for socializing with people during 2020. The nominees are Among Us, Deep Rock Galactic, Baldur's Gate 3, Phasmophobia, and Overcooked All You Can Eat. I put Among Us here because it seemed obvious. I haven't actually played Among Us, so I don't know. Uh, I did add oh. Deep Rock Galactic, which I've played a lot of, uh, which I think is a lot of fun. Um, but I don't know if I, I think I think for it me, really phasmophobia. Rocks. Yeah, it does. I think I phasmophobia to, is uh, yeah. my favorite social game. I, I got to give it to phasmophobia because I don't like lying to my friends. So I have not really enjoyed <laughs> Among Us at all. Oh, uh, the chaotic, disgusting person in me loves Among Us just <laughs> for that reason. I I love the concept of Among Us, but I'm ter- I just can't lie. I I don't I can't do it. So phasmophobia. I'm not lying. I'm just just hunting ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like hunting ghosts? Yeah, I would agree. Phasmophobia. Um, I put I I added Overcooked just because that's the um the next gen version of Overcooked that includes mm-hmm. Overcooked one and two and all the DLC like in one package and they like redid the visuals of Overcooked one. It's a very good package and I just wanted to shout out how excellent it is and that if you've never played Overcooked, you should pick it up because it's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is just more Overcooked. So yeah, I mean, phasmophobia. That, it's got the Swedish chef in it though. It, they added the Swedish chef. That is true. Uh, thanks, Jeff Keeley. <laughs> thanks, Jeff Keeley, for that one. He did it himself. He did it himself. <laughs> he co-did it him, him in himself. Uh, dude, phasmophobia is like so unique mm-hmm. a, a, of a concept of a game, and like the way they gamify, like ghost hunting is is a uh, super cool. And I feel like that game has like so much more potential that it could still reach. So excited to see what they do with that game. But the other thing too here is Baldur's Gate three, which. Uh, is a lot of fun, but I didn't play a lot of because I kind of want to wait for a full release. Yeah, that's I, how I feel. Yeah, I would not not uh like I would not vote for Baldur's Gate three simply because I'm the person that's like I want to read every single piece of information, and I don't want to click through any dialogue. I just want to hear it all and take it in and read it, and then I'm the person who slows down the entire group. Oh. So it's not a good group game for me. <laughs> so what are we thinking? Phasmophobia. Phasmophobia, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I'm afraid of no ghosts. Although Overcooked is very fun. I agree. <laughs> All right, Callie. All right. This next one is from NBZ on Discord. I don't know if it's like NBZ. Look at I'm, I'm lame. Um, <laughs> this is best animation, specifically like a bet, like a sequence um, in a game. The nominees are Blaze Fielding Hair Flick from Streets of Rage 4. Shearing Sheep, Spirit Fair, Flicking Blood Off Your Sword in Ghost of Tsushima, Miles Morales' Backwards Jump in Spider-Man Miles Morales, 
the unarmed repost in Demon Souls, sitting down in Animal Crossing New Horizons, that was me, Nancy Summon, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and We Muon? Bug, bug Snacks? <laughs> we we Melwin is how Mewin. you say it. Oh, we Melwin. No. <laughs> <laughs> We have another category for bug snacks later, but uh, he just he, like whenever you click on him, he like does this little like shiver. Aww. He's like this little orb. It's just really cute. Um, it's the cutest of all the bug snacks. Uh, I don't know if it hangs with the rest of them, but I just wanted to. G- Georgia wanted to make sure to shout it out. We know it's adorable <laughs> animation. Uh, also, it's not in the game, but the animation of Zagreus coming out of the pool of sticks. Um, the hair thing? Where does the, the hair thing? The hair oh, thing. yeah, and that like video they made. Oh yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, that doesn't count because I think this has to be in the <laughs> game, but I just wanted to say it. That's fair. Um uh, I put in the unarmed repost because that's when you so just good. punch the shit out of a demon or whatever and <laughs> I, I put in the link, so if you click on that you can see <laughs> it it's like Captain America, like yeah, it's animation. so over the top. It's like when when I I think I was streaming with Matt when we first saw it, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And that's all I did for the rest of the stream was just <laughs> punch or post because it is so over the top and brutal. Um, yeah, that was my contribution here. Uh, I, I I put the Nancy summon from from Yakuza. That's true. Really but uh, actually thinking about it, I I want to give a shout out to the um the humble apology that you do in the shareholders yes. meeting. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I'm going to link it. Uh, you should watch it. It's like not that long. It's like the level three one is just, yeah. Yeah. Like, like it, you only have to watch like the first, like 15 seconds of it. Um, but like for context, it's uh, in the business mini game. You have like at the end of like your, your, your business period, you have to do like a shareholders meeting where you have to like appeal to the shareholders and you have this like level three, like move you can pull out where Ichiban gives like the most Japanese, like humble apologies, like please accept them. Uh, and it like gives you all this like stat boost. And he basically like does like a straight dive out of his chair, lands on the ground and then just like does like the deepest bow and then like puts his face up and he's giving like the, the most emotion in his face. And it's, it's really good. It's really good. Also, just want to do a general shout out for like all of the attack animations in that game. There's some very, very good ones. Yes. Yeah. A lot of good animations. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any other animations on this list stand out that you think could. uh, Could win. Sitting down. An Animal Crossing. An Animal Crossing. Finally, yeah, all the animals could do it, but you couldn't, right? <laughs> no, yeah. And now you can just take a seat wherever you please. Sit next to really Apple cute. and read a book? Yeah. <laughs> what are we thinking? I I mean, I was kind of sold with the unarmed repost because that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, either the apology from Yakuza or the unarmed repost work for me. Hmm. I feel like I have to go with Yakuza because we got it. <laughs> but I do love a good unarmed repost. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. Let's give oh, it to also, Yakuza. Why not? All right. Yeah. To Yakuza. All right. <laughs> yeah. Although we don't speaking. have it on here. We have Nancy Summon, but I'll just say, I'll just highlight that one. Unarmed repost. And speaking of Yakuza. The next category is game that we talked about way too much in 2020. This is from Forrest L on the Discord. And the award goes to 
Yakuza's Cabaret Club, specifically from Yakuza Zero. So I know this is like supposed to be like a positive. Like we talked about this game way too much because we loved it. But if I was to go for like a game we talked about way too much, uh, I would say Cyberpunk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because you had to do all of those videos. (laughs) Well, just just I'm. I'm kind of done talking about cyberpunk. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I still got more gas in the tank about cyberpunk, but uh, <laughs> uh, I can see that. I think there are some things that we probably talked a little too much about. Um, probably Animal you know. Crossing. Oh, Animal Crossing is a good one, too. We've talked a lot about Animal Crossing. I do. I did really enjoy your, your Animal Crossing minute, though. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Very good. <laughs> Uh, but it's, it sounds like you should probably talk more about Yakuza and the Cabaret Club <laughs> yeah, stuff I mean, I from what award, everyone's saying. The award just goes to the Cabaret Club, I think. <laughs> I mean, like we have a lot more positivity. awards to go through, so we should probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> All right. Next one, Callie. The next category is the best bug snacks. The nominees are Sherby, Bunger, Baby Cake Legs, Daddy Cake Legs. <laughs> <laughs> Masa Supreme, Scoopy Banoopy, Weenie Worm Shy, Wee Melon, Queeble, and Cine Snail. I again, uh, picked a lot of these. I haven't played Bug Snacks, so I haven't right. really put. I, I picked a lot of these uh, specifically based on the names, um, but Masa Supreme is a pizza moth. Um, Flies around. Yeah, and Weenie Worm, there are two versions, Weenie Worm and Weenie Worm Shy, which is why I put the Shy version. It's a hot dog. Yeah. Um, there's like, for me, because it's like, is it like how cute it looks? Is it like how good the pun of the name is? I feel like there's a, you could really, we don't have time for okay. it, but I feel like you could really break down the science of uh, what makes a, a good bug it, snack. If it's the name, it goes to Scoopy Banoopy. Scoopy Banoopy is like the funniest when the characters say it. I like we Melwin because yeah, I just like. I don't know the the baby and daddy cake legs combo is pretty good from uh, from where I'm sitting. Uh, (laughs) I haven't even. uh, I was gonna say visually, I like Queeble because it's actually got like a spork in it. It's like a a kiwi with a spork, and the spork is like its nose. Oh, I just think that is a really cool design. I was going to say, I haven't even actually played the game, but I watched Michael stream it at like 3 a.m. And <laughs> he went to go order uh, food from someplace, at, like right next to where you first meet the Bungers. So I just heard it over and over and over, and it got stuck in my head and didn't leave for like a week and a half. Uh, so I got like secondhand Bungered, and I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to deal with that. Uh, but it, I like that one a lot. At least you didn't get firsthand bungered. <laughs> Never want to get firsthand bungered. <laughs> I I have to vote for Mothsu Supreme because I really like the design as well as uh, the name. But I, I could also go for a Scoopy Banoopy. I like Scoopy I I, Banoopy. I, I like, I I think Scoopy, ba- Scoopy Banoopy's name is just really it's fun to good. say. It's I'm going to say, I'm gonna say Scoopy, Scoopy Banoopy, Banoopy. I wanna I want to hear us say Scoopy Banoopy more times. <laughs> I, I also like um, Picantis. Uh, just Ooh. because the way he says his name, he goes, Picantes, 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 Picantes. <laughs> I just like that. <laughs> I Baby cake legs and daddy cake legs are two spider cake spiders. Um, yes. I don't know. What's the verdict? 
Do we just go with Scoopy Banoopy? Scoopy Banoopy. <laughs> I think we gotta go with the Scoopy Banoopy. Name wise, Scoopy Banoopy. Yeah. Scoopy Banoopy in the game is an asshole and sucks, but <laughs> the name's real good. All right, so and Scoopy the- Banoopy wins name wise. Who wins cute wise? Oh, we melon. Okay. For sure. Okay. It's, ju- it's just a little melon with giant eyeballs and it's adorable. A banjo kazooie character. Yeah, honestly. The Collie Wobble. Th- there's a lot of banjo energy actually in, yeah. in Bug Snacks, I feel. Well, cause that's because that's what the names of Banjo Kazooie enemies are like. Like the cauliflower enemy is called Collie Wobble. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, cool. I still the one that wins my heart is Masa Supreme, but <laughs> Alright, well are... then Scoopy Banoopy best name, We Mowen cutest, and Masa Supreme is Callie's favorite there you go (laughs) (laughs) all right moving on uh this is from jigs on discord guilty pleasure game of the year the nominees are spongebob squarepants battle for bikini bottom rehydrated mafia definitive edition and man eater i think i'm the only one who added any i I put all of these down Yeah, I couldn't think I don't of feel one. guilt for anything. I I thought about adding Cyberpunk 2077 because I've played that game 100 hours yeah. now despite all the bugs, but I was like, uh, um, maybe it's too soon for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. I I think SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom is such a good pick because we gave that game a two. <laughs> yeah, that's like what our lowest score of the year. <laughs> I think that is our lowest score of the year. Shout out to Funky Joseph. We, we um, gave it a two. Absolutely nothing against um, uh, Funky Joseph for that review. I think he's, his review's on point, like in terms of, you know, but for me personally, I had a really fun time playing it. Um, hey, that's the thing is you don't have to, I mean, you can like any game of any score. You don't have to only play nines and tens. Yeah. yeah. There's plenty of sevens and sixes that I really quite enjoy. Fives and even. And sometimes twos. I, I will tell you, it made it uh, an interesting review to edit because I had to edit that review, and I like <laughs> really liked the game. And I'm like cutting, like I'm like, I'm like, yeah, this point is good. I don't, I don't know. I enjoyed you it. You made a good point, but but, but counterpoint. I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> I had fun. That's the thing is, like, I feel that way about some movies too. Like, I. I don't revere Roger Ebert the way a lot of people do, but he had a review of The Mummy 1999 in which he talked about how like he can't really say anything for the script or like anything about the movie, but that that it was just a fantastic time. And I would disagree. I think everything about that movie is perfect. But (laughs) it's true. um, I think there's a lot of movies that are just a fun time. And I think that Mm -hmm. can be true for games that are not maybe the highest caliber of game. Yeah. And so for those reasons, I think we should give it to SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrate. That works for me. Maneater seems too good to be guilty pleasure. Like I yeah. get why it's there, but it, yeah. after hearing you guys talk about it, I'm like, that, that seems like slightly above where you'd put a guilty pleasure game. Right. Yeah, that's agreed. Fair. And, and like, Mafia uh, Definitive Edition just just kind of existed, I guess. Like I enjoyed that game, but like, I yeah, I don't know. I, I put it on there because I think again, like the review, I think we gave it a six. I forget who reviewed it. Um, uh, I don't remember the score for that one actually. Uh, but. It, it, I thought that the review was on point where it's like, yeah, like the mechanics of that game are, are not really aged gracefully or brought up in a way that would feel satisfying. Um, but as somebody who had never played uh, the original Mafia and like played it for the first time, I really liked that game's story. 
uh, and characters a lot. I was like compelled to play that game the whole way through uh, for for that reason alone, even if mechanically it was it was kind of yeah, like not not that great. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I it made me really want to play Mafia Two again, mm-hmm. but I'm good with SpongeBob. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, SpongeBob. All right. Guilty pleasure, SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. Love to see it. All right, the next category is Most Underrated Game of the Year. The nominees are Star Wars Squadrons, Doom Eternal, LOL, Bug Snacks, <laughs> Deep Rock Galactic, Spelunky 2, Ghost Runner, Maneater, and Fall Guys. So I put Doom Eternal here because no one talks about that game, despite it being really good. <sighs> I like that game. I didn't even bring it up. Like, get too in the weeds. Like, it, it, it there is like a. Ch- I, it, I didn't even bring it up in the game of the year discussion because I just was like, I know this isn't gonna go anywhere. I, I, and I like totally understand why that game is like so uh, divisive. I guess or like mixed feelings on it. Like, I do think that game demands something very specific of you. And if like, that's not your thing, like you're not gonna, you're going to bounce off. Very of it. hard to enjoy. Uh, but I, like, I totally it. get it. But personally, it's like, for me, like it, it was exactly what I wanted. And it, like, I, I gave myself over to the doom and I had a very good time with it. <laughs> so I like that game quite a bit, <laughs> but I, I, I totally get it. I know, I know Ben, maybe to throw to you. I know you, uh, it didn't work for you. Yeah. It, I mean, I'm, I'm glad I played it. It's, it just, I still feel like 2016 was just a bit better I, it, for me, but mm-hmm. I, I like a lot of what it tried to set out to do. Like apparently they, they, they were like, we need to, we need to tell a story. There needs to be plot and, and we need to know what is going on with the doom guy. And yeah, they did that was it. a bit weird. <laughs> they, they really did it. They really went way out of their way. And yeah, they went, story. They, they went like deep into the lore in a way that I was like, it was weird. It was weird how deep into the lore they went in that game. I feel like uh, they watched like all those people who make like Dark Souls lore videos. And they're like, what if we do that for yeah. Doom? <laughs> it was like really weird. <laughs> but like I was kind of into it. I don't know. It, it was weird, though, because I feel like one of the big compliments Doom 2016 got was how it just took its story. Like, at, I mean, it, it, it was so ridiculous with this story and like that famous scene at the beginning where he just like breaks yeah. the machine yeah, yeah. you're supposed to like yeah. turn on. And in this, they kind of straight away from that, which like yeah, I definitely opposite, get what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, my standout here though, is Spelunky too, because that game came out at the same time as Hades and no one, oh. no one talked about it really at all. Yeah. Yeah. Rip. I, I think that's a really fair point. Cause I, I started Hades super late because I had got Spelunky too had gotten its hooks in me but all anyone could talk about was Hades on Twitter. And so I was really late to the Hades conversation, but I really enjoyed my time with Spelunky 2. It was just like, it was so hard. Like it was so very hard. hard. Um, and I, but I like, there were, there were a good couple of weeks where like, that's all I could think about doing. Ben, you added a, you added one pretty late here. I did. Uh, I, I, I read the, the name of the category again. I was like underrated. Yes. Uh, Soccer Wars is a game that I played this year mm. that I feel like a lot of people should probably look at a bit more. It's, it's a visual novel, which makes it kind of difficult to recommend to a lot of people, but it's really, really well done. And it also has, uh, it's main like 
gameplay outside of that is Muso stuff, which is just the perfect combination for me if you want to get my attention. A visual novel Muso, but it has such good characters and it's like the first, I think it's the first time that, that series actually got like localized and brought over here. And it's really neat and colorful and I like it a lot. Did you play 13 Sentinels, Ben? I did. I was because that's a game that people have been talking about a lot recently. Hold on. I got you, Jake. Let me just (laughs) (laughs) 13 cents. Let's go. When you put in soccer wars, I, the first thing I thought of was, Oh my God, 13 Sentinels. Cause I feel like that game got overlooked a lot, but is like everybody I'm seeing talking about it now is like, wow, this game's amazing. Um, and like, I think people really slept on it. I personally haven't played it. It's one, it's on my list of things that I really want to play because I also slept on it. It's yeah, it's a difficult game. I think to talk about other than just being like play 13 Sentinels. It's really wacky and weird and wild and crazy. And it does something you'll never expect literally every like hour and a half you're playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also is not too long. I hundred percented it in 30 hours. So oh, like, wow. Uh, okay. it doesn't, it doesn't take too much time. The, the fighting my, is kind of fun, but what kind of game it was is like it? like a hundred hours. Yeah. So that's what I thought. And then I, I started like getting through it. And as I realized, I'm like, Oh, I've only got three oh. trophies left in this. This is whatever. I'll just keep going and finish everything off. But it's, it's wild what they managed to pull off in that game. Story wise, you think, you know, what's happening in it at any given moment and they'll disprove you and then throw like 14 other things in that make you think of other things and then tell you that all that's wrong. And you just I keep love guessing that. all the way to the end. A Danganronpa. A real Danganronpa situation is what we're talking about. And because I talked over Jake's question, what kind of game is it? Uh, it's another kind of visual novel, but it's got like a really kind of, if you took what Fire Emblem did like gameplay wise with its strategy stuff and kind of watered it down a lot, it's kind of what the the combat's like. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's very good. Highly recommend it. Uh, definitely check it out. Man, I feel like I mean we have like some some good shout outs on this list, but I feel like it, it kind of seems like it's between like Spelunky, Thirteen Sentinels. I could definitely see a case for Doom Eternal. Hmm. I would probably yeah. cut Doom Eternal. Okay. From we could, from we that, could, we could cut Doom uh, Eternal. Yeah, I don't know. This is a tough one. I just feel like I want to give it to 13 Sentinels now. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. 13 Sentinels is because where I'm at when now. When I, I looked at the list and when you put in, so- for some reason, Sakura Wars, I was like, anime. And then I, <laughs> I went Weird games Ben likes. Ah, yes, this is it. Yeah. And then I was like, oh shit, 13 Sentinels, so underrated. We forgot to put it on the underrated list. Oh, yeah. I would agree. That, that makes sense to me. 13 Sentinels it is. Yeah. yeah. All right. The next, next category. One is Best Localization. The nominees are Animal Crossing New Horizons, Persona 5 Royal, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and Final Fantasy VII Remake. The clear winner is Yakuza Like a Dragon. We don't have to debate. It is. I was going to say, you got to look forward to the next uh, category to to kind of rule one out, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I added Final Fantasy Remake to that just because... um, well, it is good, and I feel like it's kind of expected to be good because, like, I think Square kind of has their their stuff together with localization. Mm-hmm. But I put it on there because I, after I played 
the remake, I went back and played the original. That game's localization is terrible. It's so bad. There's some uh, to the to the point where I was like, this is like hurting my enjoyment of of some of these scenes and characters. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone calls it the Shinra in that game, and it's like they th- there's just some really weird bad localization in that game. Uh, so, like, even though at this point it's like it's expected that remake would be good, it's like yeah, no, it like a good localization really enhances that game's story and characters. The the original also had some stuff that definitely wouldn't fly today and is kind of offensive. Yeah, that too. Yeah. For sure. So I I think, yeah, I think the easy ones for me to cut would be Persona 5 Royal and Final Fantasy 7, just because I feel like there were conversations in both of those games many times where I was like, huh, that doesn't, that no one would say that, like no one would respond that way. Mm-hmm. And like, it was definitely less so in Final Fantasy VII Remake, but I definitely remember that happening. Persona yeah. 5 Royal though, a lot. There's like a lot of conversations that end and I'm just like, wait, what? Well, yeah, Persona 5 Royal, I put on here just because they rectified a lot of the issues with base Persona 5 with the mm-hmm. um, like tests and like quizzes in, in the class because there were like kanji related ones that weren't translated well. Um, and so there's there's stuff that they improved. But yes, I will say like at the very beginning when I think I talked about this on the podcast before when you say, please take care of me to um, Sakura is like, that's just, I don't, that's not how it, it's just a really hard thing to translate, but like no one would say that. Yeah. Um, and the I, constant for real. Uh, we'll get to that. It. Not just, I've not gotten to, spoil. to the point where I love that though. <laughs> I know. I, think, I know. I love for real now, but I think Royal yeah. kind of ended up in a weird situation where, I think that team knows that that original localization wasn't what it could have been, but they probably they didn't have the budget to like redo Royal. Like like they know better now, or or like maybe have the ability to improve it, but, uh, but couldn't with the budget. Yeah, uh, I think- and like to the credit of the team, the localization team, like you don't want to over localize something either because right. you don't want to turn. And I've talked about this before, so I won't go on about it too much. But like, you don't want to turn something that is inherently Japanese, like too Americanized, because then you're losing a lot of the meaning. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, it's a tough, uh, it's a tightrope for sure. Mm -hmm. I think too, to Yakuza's, like, like something that helps Yakuza uh, like a dragon is I'm kind of expecting the writing to be stranger and off the wall. I'm not like, like when something doesn't quite add up, I just think it's funny. Maybe it's just me, Mm -hmm. but yeah, but anyway, because yeah, it it has that soap opera kind of quality. Yeah, but I mean, Animal Crossing I think has always had really strong localization. Mm-hmm. I love, um, like, there's a lot that sounds so natural in Animal Crossing. A lot of great jokes, like great puns. Which of course you have to write the puns yourself when you're localizing because th- those don't translate. Um, so shout out to New Horizons. But as we talked about before on the podcast, Like a Dragon's dual localization is like incredible. Absolutely mm-hmm. blew me away when I read that that was in the game, that you would get a different version of the localization localization based on the voice track you you pick. Um, is That's just like, that's above and beyond. Yeah, and they and they went the extra mile to lip, to properly lip sync yeah, the, the English. And it's, yeah. it's really good. Like it... it feels like natural yeah so so Uh, correct me if i'm wrong but like the understanding i got is that like you get a more westernized version if you use the english voiceover and then if you're using the japanese voiceover it's like 
less localized because that's I, I, how it was pitched to me I kind of i mean i would have to like really compare but i i would say to me it's more like the localization in the uh for the, like the japanese vo is like more faithful to the perform the japanese performances right, right. and then it's like with the english performances they like take more liberties to kind of make the characters their own right um and then like yeah so it's like it feels like they, they were able to have the best of both worlds because I feel like normally you're kind of like weirdly restricted where it's like, well, we can't really adapt this character because you have to be very faithful to how they are in the Japanese performance and maybe that limits you as a voice actor. So um, that's at least my interpretation of, of, of how they did it. All right, so we got to move on because we're well past an hour now and we still got quite a few categories. <laughs> so we got to call this one Yakuza Like a Dragon. Everyone's cool. Easy. Yeah. yeah. All right, next one. We can do this one very quickly, I'm sure. Yes, um, this is the Cali Award. <laughs> Worst pronunciation of a Japanese name in Persona 5 Royal. The nominees are Makoto. Wait, do the correct pronunciation too. Which I would pronounce as Makoto. <laughs> Sakamoto, <laughs> which I think most English spe speakers would just say Sakamoto. <laughs> easy, that one is easy. And then Takamaki which I think an English speaker would probably say Takamaki. Um, I included this because it's not that I want them to overpronounce the Japanese names in English, but Sakamoto, we already have an Americanized <laughs> version of that. Everybody says Sakamoto. Yeah, that one has to win because it's just like, why did you change? And everyone already has a way to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like you said. So I'm giving it to Sakamoto because um, why? All right. And that's it. <laughs> this, Fair point. This next category. This next category is all you too, Callie. You'll have to you'll have to make the decision yeah. here. This is also a Callie category. Best game my dad played this year. <laughs> the nominees are Battlefield 5, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Metro Last Light, and Spec Ops the Line. Um, I'm gonna eliminate Spec Ops the Line because my dad has played that game like 12 times. Um he Plays it on the hardest difficulty. He's obsessed. I mean, with it. that might it. be the best game, though. But he played yeah, it last year as well. Uh, He's just okay. been replaying it. Okay. The game that I want to give this to is Metro Last Light because now my dad is really into the Metro series. Heck yeah. Um, because on a whim he got it because it was on sale or something, and. Now he's really into it, even though he didn't understand how the gas masks worked. Um, you got to get him Exodus for his new Xbox, his Christmas Xbox. Yeah, so I need to get him Exodus because because he told me he was like, yeah, this game's really hard, but I'm really into this series now. I'm definitely going to play Aww. the newer one. And I was like, heck yeah, dad. So Metro Last the, Light. You should get him the books. Does he read? My dad can't read. Whoa. <laughs> no, I'm no. just kidding. I'm just kidding. He can read. <laughs> no, he 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 probably would be like, why well, I can't shoot anything in this book. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. Um, the next category is best early access game. Um, the nominees are Phasmophobia, Baldur's Gate 3, and Ooblets. Phasmophobia. I, think I have to give it to yeah. Phasmophobia. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's where it's... This is I, a phasmophobia I feel like Baldur's Gate doesn't get it for the reason we talked about earlier, mm -hmm. which is that like it's really good what's in there, but like just that's not the kind of game that I want to like play in early access. Like 
like I checked it out a little bit. I'm like, yep, this seems like it's going to be amazing when it's done. I will play it yeah. then. Uh, so at least for me, it's like I, I think it's cool that it's an early access and that, you know, they get to play it and they get all the fan feedback and I think it makes the game better. Um, but at least for me personally, it's not the kind of game I want to play early. Mm-hmm. Totally. All right. And Ooblets, I... I didn't play Ooblets, so... Didn't play. I just put it on there because <laughs> we reviewed it in early access. <laughs> so phasmophobia it is. All right. Next category. Character of the year. Non-protagonist. The nominees are... Tifa Jesse in Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Remake. Put I them feel all like one. The, the, so, so I, I wrote Jesse, and then Jake like added a suggestion that crossed it out and replaced it with Tifa. Uh, but I think that got deleted. So that's <laughs> yeah. Now we have Tifa Jesse. A glitch in the matrix. <laughs> so Tifa and or Jesse. No, just Aerith. Tifa Jesse. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Aerith from Final Fantasy VII Remake. Meg from Hades. Isabel from Animal Crossing. Dr. Maruki from Persona 5 Royal. Kasumi from Persona 5 Royal. Judy Alvarez from Cyberpunk 2077. Numba in Yakuza Like a Dragon. And Stanley in Spiritfarer. So I, I haven't even gotten to like the main stuff with Judy, but just hearing everyone talk about Judy, I feel like it has to go to Judy. It has to be Judy. She's amazing. <laughs> She's very good. I, I do really like Judy, but I also I'm a Tifa guy in Final Fantasy, like 200 percent. But uh, specifically in remake, uh, Aerith's is a, is a really big deal. Yeah. And that she, without spoiling anything, she, she's different in a big way. And I think especially in remake, it's it's worth calling her out for that. I would agree. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but yeah. Uh, also, I didn't play Spirit Fair, but I added Stanley because uh, my girlfriend wanted me to put Stanley because she says that's the best character in Spirit Fair, and that game's all about the characters. So I take her word that Stanley's probably pretty good. <laughs> I like uh, it. They're I apparently like, it a, like a, a mushroom <laughs> child that's like really adorable and cute, um, and they give the best hug. Uh, so if we were to go back to animation, best hug goes to Stanley. The Georgia Award goes to Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> Isabel, Callie? I put Isabel there. I don't know if you actually think Isabel is one of your favorite characters of the year. But I like um, Isabel. I like her. I really okay. want her winter sweater. It's like a brown cardigan with flowers on it. I don't I'm, know why. I, that, I can't buy that. I'm bummed she is just stuck behind that desk all the time. There's like, like when you do like turkey day, I'm like, where's Isabel? She's like sitting she, in there and I'm like, girl, come out, have some Pumpkin pie. Fourth of she July, gets to right? Leave for fourth of for for the fireworks festival. Oh yeah, the fireworks festival. Um, I mean, I didn't play Final Fantasy VII remake, so like I would have to give it to Judy, but I did. I, I would. See. I, did, I would give it to Judy. I think. Yeah, I but I did just finish Judy's like main story yesterday, and I'm still thinking about it a lot. So I could definitely probably go that way. I think if Tamor was here, he'd be fighting very hard for Aerith. I think he would too. Earth is very good. In the but he's not game. here, so it's Judy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more than happy with Judy. Yeah. All right, the next category is Best Protagonist. Nominees are Zagreus from Hades, Alex from Half-Life Alex, Abby from The Last of Us Part Two, Ichiban from Yakuza Like a Dragon, Miles Morales from Spider-Man Miles Morales. 
and Tyler and Allison from Tell Me Why. Well, we all know who number one is. <clears throat> Ichiban, mm-hmm. baby! <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't argue with it. He's number one. He's number one. It's in his name. I, I feel like he, he wins on a technicality. I think we just have to give it to Ichiban. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's, I would agree. Uh, my vote rules. would probably be Abby, but I mean, Ichiban, it's in the name. It's in his name. <laughs> All right, Ichiban, best protagonist. All right. And the last one. Uh, the last category is the best game you played that didn't come out this year. The nominees are Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That was Spider-Man. Me. 2018. That was also me. <laughs> Final Fantasy 7. That was me. That was also and me. Ben too. Yeah. <laughs> Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Me. I played it. Stardew Valley. That was me. <laughs> Among Us. I played it. Persona 3. I played it. You beat it. Yeah. I beat it. Fun. <laughs> Is it I the Somnium Files or AI the Somnium Files? I read it either way. It's it's not wrong. Whatever the Somnium File. I did it. Near Automata. I, I did it again. Automata? Automata? <laughs> Automata, I think. Black Auto-tomato. Mesa. I think it's near Takamoto. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Souls. So I put Black Mesa there kind of because it's the first time I played Half-Life 1, but I played Black Mesa, which did come out this year. So I don't really know if that one counts, but I that's a I'd weird one. It's like it the game. There. It came out, but it's been in early access yeah. for like five years. And yeah, that's a weird. It's very good, though. If you haven't played it, you should play Black Mesa. It's, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> this one's also a little weird because like not all of us played these games this year, so it'd be hard to come up with one in particular. All so winners. I think we all can just, yeah, we all can just say the one that we added that we think is the winner. Yeah, okay. Um, Down with that. I'm, I'm going with Dark Souls for sure. I've been trying to get through that game for a very long time. Uh, I started on 360, got to Blight Town, stopped, and like I've had so many tries to get through that game, and I finally did it this year, and it was great. Love it. Um, I'm going to have to give it to Stardew Valley because that's the only one I added to the list. But uh, Stardew Valley is just excellent. I regret not giving it a higher score when I reviewed it way back when. Um, It just got a massive update with like new options on PC. Um, So it just continues to live a wonderful pastoral life. I love it so much. John Luke? Uh, even though I didn't play it and I didn't put it on this list, I'm going to give it to Persona 3 because I like that game a lot. <laughs> it's a really good game. Like, <laughs> I've actually been thinking about replaying it because uh, I really, really like that game. Uh, put it on Switch. Yeah, for real. Yeah, man. for real. Yeah. Uh, for real? <laughs> uh, I put a lot of games on here, but I think for me, uh, the Finals Fantasy 7 because I played not just Final Fantasy VII, but also everything around it, and it was just a big... Like, it took a lot of convincing to get me to actually go for it and start it up. But once I did, I played through the original, then I played through uh, Crisis Core, which is fantastic, then I played through Dirge of Cerberus, which is... Not other people like it, but I liked it. And then I actually I even watched Advent <laughs> Children and actually enjoyed it. Like, I, I fell into it really bad. <laughs> so Damn. 
I have a question for you, Ben. Oh no, I knew this was going to come at some point. Uh, How do you feel about Cloud in Super Smash Bros? Because this was a sticking point for a very long time. You Mm. said he did not deserve to be in Super Smash Bros because he wasn't on a Nintendo console. How do you feel about this now? I'm not trying to like prove you wrong. I just, I just want, I want to, I want to know the evolution here. The whole, the whole year, I was prepared for this very moment. I was like, <laughs> as soon as I finished Final Fantasy VII, I'm like, this is a great game. My life has changed. My flipping <laughs> eyes have been opened for the first time. You can't run off the edge with him anymore, right? Yeah, I can't run off the edge with him anymore because I understand him. Well, I, I still think Cloud himself is not as good as like half of the other Final Fantasy characters that I've, I've run into and met. But uh, fair. I played it specifically on Switch just to kind of like feel bring better that about all it. together and, and and do that. But uh, he was still the the first character in Smash that broke down that barrier of like there are no rules now. You can have anyone from anything. Like he was in Theorhythm, but that's not even like it's not like it's not, it's not he a paved game. the way for Joker. He did. He really did. Uh, Joker's still only in also one weird spinoff game too. But uh, yeah, I. I've played with him a bunch in this year in smash. And I was actually, I got really excited about Sephiroth being put in, which was dumb and stupid. Oh Wow. That's a, that's did a you, character arc for you. Yeah, really. Did you, do the, did you do the cannon fight? Did you beat Sephiroth as cloud? Oh no, I went in with snake. Cause I've, I've hadn't played in a while. So I was really rusty, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you're like, eat my grenade. Sephiroth. Yeah, flipping <laughs> C4 over here, grenades over here, cardboard boxes everywhere. But uh, yeah, no, it definitely was a, a wacky character arc, and I still think about it every day, and I feel I feel silly for what I did in the past, and I like those Don't we all? Now. <laughs> uh, I'll still run him off the edge for old time's sake, though, just, just because. Uh, he deserves it every now and then. He does. He's a jerk, you know? Get him out of here. Uh, Zach's a better protagonist than Cloud anyway, so... Dang. That's where I am. Well, on that note, we should probably wrap up episode 74 of GameSpot After Dark, the first episode of 2021. Anyway, thank you all for listening the past year and a half or so. We're very excited to keep this train going. And we haven't missed a week yet. We don't plan on missing a week for the rest of time. <laughs> that's a long <laughs> time. Well, that's a, a long big time. commitment. It is, but you know. Gotta do it. Yeah. Anyway, Jean-Luc, where can people find you and what do you plan on playing over break? Uh, I'm going to play. Ooh, I don't know. I've been going back and forth. Uh, well, I want to finish cyberpunk. Um, I also fi- want to finally do a-, a Witcher run with, with Georgia. Um, been meaning to play that. So I think that would be a fun one to do over the break. Um, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, it should definitely be up at this point, but please go check out our, uh, top 10 games of 2020 video uh, over on our YouTube channel. It's uh, a video that I put it together, but like it's a collaborative video that everyone worked on. So like, you know, everyone from editorial and video each got to talk about uh, a game they really love. So like Kelly got to talk about Animal Crossing, Jake got to talk about Demon Souls and so on. And um, on top of that, everyone on the video team both edits that section and then does their own montage for it. So it's like this really cool video that's kind of like the culmination of of the hard work of everyone at GameSpot. Um, 
So I love working on that video. I, th I think it's such a cool representation of us as a staff. Uh, so please go check that out and, and hear our fine thoughts on uh, the year of 2020 in video games. Callie, how about you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Inky Dojiko, I-N-K-Y-D-O-J-I-K-K-O. And over break, I plan on playing Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yes. Um, yeah. That's probably like the big one. I'm still playing Hades because I haven't cleared it yet. I got really wrapped up in boon hunting, so um, I haven't actually cleared it. So I need to do that. Um, and... I I really want to play Paradise Killer. I think I'm going to try to prioritize that as well. Ben, how about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter.com uh, at Ben Janka. It's just my name. <laughs> Please find me. Uh, <laughs> but I, I guess for Overbreak, what I'm planning to do is uh, I actually wanted to play Final Fantasy VIII as my first Final Fantasy game, and I still haven't gotten around to doing it. So I'm going to try to find time to do that. <gasps> I started eight Ben. Let's talk about we it. Definitely should. And we will. Uh, I am looking forward to also finishing persona five Royal. Me too. Uh, because I'm really enjoying that uh, going through it again. And I want to finish half-life Alex at some point. Uh, Cause I also kind of got sidetracked on that as well, but yeah, maybe, maybe the, the last bit of dragon quest too. Cause that game's got like a 40 hour post. -game. There are a lot of games I'm playing. I don't, it doesn't stop. Help me. Please. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Jacob Deck, and I want to finish Dragon Quest XI. I'm very close to finishing that game and have yet to do that. I'm playing it on Switch, and part of me is like, I kind of want to play it on Series X, though, because it just came and it's free with Game Pass, but I'm like, nope, can't do it. I gotta, gotta stay the course, gotta finish this game on Switch. Uh, I want to, uh, for like the sixth time in the past couple years, I want to try near Automata. Yeah. Nekamata again. Uh, see if I can make it through that game. Every time I've fallen off. Um, so hopefully it sticks. And there was... Oh, and I want to try to beat Spelunky too, which won't happen because I'm terrible and that game is too hard. I believe in you. I know you Well, it's not it. too hard, but it's too hard for me <laughs> yeah. because I'm just a game journalist and I'm not good at video games. So <laughs> you know how it goes. <laughs> anyway, that's been episode 74 and we'll see you all next week. I don't know why I wave.